This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the local events in East Clare this week. The link between Liam Mellows and Tulla was recently celebrated in Knock James Church at a special event which included the playing of tunes on Liam Mellows' violin. Dara Leamy was there for Scarif Bay Community Radio where he spoke with Brida McNamara and Sean Halpin. Now you're listening to Scarf Bay Community Radio and we're here in Knock James Church for the commemoration of Liam Mellows um, and I'm joined by Breda McNamara, chairperson of Knocknagoya, who spoke to us last week too on the radio. So Breda, once again you're very welcome. Thanks very much and uh, you know Scarif um, Community Radio is just great for covering local events and we're delighted to see you here again today. No, no, we're, we're delighted to be here and what a day it has been. Yeah, it has been incredible. Uh, it has been better than you could ever imagine it was going to be. The first thing is the big thaw, thanks be to God, because if it was yesterday nobody would have been able to travel and then the day stayed fine and then I suppose with just such fantastic guests and um, Carmel uh, Moroni made such a fabulous job of the memorial service at Carmel and Mary Skeehan and, and then the contributions from Sean Halpin and of course the just amazing uh, Dr. Tomas Makamara who's just such a fantastic historian. So and then the fiddle and the beautiful fiddle playing by Amy um, and I guess it was just uh, it was just fantastic and Brian Torpy who made, did a lovely yes. rendition of Grace. I mean yes. from start to finish it was just uh, just a fabulous occasion. And was there a lot of work in preparing for this commemoration ceremony beforehand? I suppose there was, but a lot of it was kind of um, uh, remote in the sense that Sean Halpin only came home from America on Friday. So a lot of it was over and back, it was email and it was on the phone and a lot of transcripts and documents were coming over and back for the booklet that was put together and for the interpretive board, which is stunning. Uh, And Tomás designed that and did the wording for it. So we only had one meeting, and that was yesterday. But everything else um, just, uh, you know, happened, uh, I say, mostly by email and by phone, yeah. And I suppose while, while we're here to commemorate the life of Leo Mellows, it's very important too to remember um, Sister Leela McKenna, who was in Canucknagwiha. Yeah, that is true, because I suppose she's, they were very Republican, I think, the McKennas. Her brother as well, was, he was a priest and he was a great uh, supporter of the volunteers. And, uh, you know, she risked her life, like uh, as did a lot of people, but she, she, it was known, I suppose, that she did risk her life and she gave three habits for people to uh, use to escape and um, that's part of local folklore and I just think it's great that uh, the fiddle is going back into what was her former home, the former Convent of Mercy. Yeah and I was just going to ask about the fiddle, I mean it's imagine a hundred years old and you wouldn't even think of it while looking at it it's 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 a fabulous um fiddle and it's it's great to see it restored so what so in terms of the fiddle it's going to be in Canucknagwiha for 12 months you're saying yeah so basically Sean Halpin uh, negotiated with the the Carmelite Priory with the archivist there and uh, they agreed to uh, release it for the centenary year of Leo Miller's execution so we have it for 12 months and it's going to be on display in the archive room in the museum in Canucknagwiha yeah so can people go in to see it if they want? Yeah, if people want to see it, yeah, it's no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it will be on display there from today. Very good. So, Brida, thank you very much for, for joining us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio, and it was great being here. Thanks very much, Dara. Thank you. Now, you're, 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 we're here in Knock James, and um, thanks to Brida there, who we spoke to there earlier. And uh, I'm, I have another man here, um, well, a local of Tola. He's from Kiltannan, but now uh, lives in America. Sean Halpham. Sean, you're very welcome, and thank you very much for joining us on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you. Great to be here. No, thank you very much. Um, so, tell me about your connection with Leo Mellows and how the whole commemoration, commemoration of his life started. Well, I suppose from the outset, I, w- I started my school days here at Knock James School 
I was one of the last students taken in just before it closed in 1970. My father, grandfather, great-grandfather were all from Dernaclay here in Knock James. Um, so there's a, a very special connection with the place, even though I now live in, in New York. Um, a few years ago, I did a master's degree in New York University, and one of my closing paper was on the school's folklore collection as collected in Knock James here in 1937-38. And when I was preparing for that, I had some discussions with the late Michael Torpy, um, of Tulla, but again, Michael Torpy's father, grandfather, great-grandfather, all came from that same place in Dernacleha. So Michael and myself used to have great conversations about Mark James and the folklore and the history of the place. And the, the Mellows discussion came up around that time. And I actually wove some of the narrative of Mellows in Mark James into my final paper for NYU. And around that time as well, a good friend of mine in NYU, um, Bridge McGuinness from Belfast, wrote an excellent paper on the Carmelite Order and their part in the fight for Irish freedom and, as de Valera called it, um, the, the priory at East 29th Street, he called it the, the, the cradle of Irish freedom. So they had a very special connection with all those people during the War of Independence years. De Valera stayed there, Boland stayed there, but Mellows was the man that they had a special connection with. Um, they helped him during his time when he was in jail in New York um, they helped him when he was in ill health. Uh, he taught music and dance at the Priory or the school, as it was, on East 29th Street as well. And the instrument that we saw earlier today has been minded by the Carmelite Order for the last 102 years, because Mellows left New York sometime in the latter part of 1920. So they've minded, cared for it, had it on display in the intervening period. And what do you think, in your opinion, if you can answer... Um was the, the significance of Mello's actions during 1920? Well, I think his, his actions go back much further than that. Um, I mean, he, he was close to Tom Clark. Um, he was close to Connolly. Uh, he'd been involved in Athena at a very, very young age. So, you know, he was sent in 1915, I think, to Galway to be an organiser there, along with Hines and Alf Monaghan. So, you know, his narrative runs... Um, much earlier than um, 1916. But the rising in Galway was really significant. It was the largest rising outside Dublin. There were other risings in Ashburn, one in County um, Wexford as well. But Galway was really significant. And he was really one of the most wanted men in the British Isles, along with Hines and along with Alfie Monaghan. And the fact that they were secreted away here in the hills of Knock James for five or six months is quite extraordinary given the proximity of an RIC hut just down the road here, 300 yards from the church, where there were four constables and a sergeant. And that was, I suppose, a testament to um, the activities here in, in, in Knock James and, and the views people had and their independent thinking on their Irishness. And I, I, had, I had asked Breeze there the same question um, you know, there was probably a lot of preparation work, you know, for this day, with months and months in advance. Well, to be honest, it, it came together quickly enough. I'm really grateful to Vincent Begley of the Carmelite um, Priory in Middletown, New York. He's the archivist uh, for them, and you know, it was he who I approached with this idea of repatriating the the violin here to Tulla. And in fairness, he took up my case with the order and pressed it home and I was delighted that we actually did succeed in getting the instrument back here. And of course the fiddle will be in Knocknagwiha now for people to view for the next 12 months. I hope that it will be very much a living instrument in Knocknagwiha that people can 
uh, come see it. Um, Amy played some lovely tunes on it today. It's a fine instrument. It's in excellent condition. Vince Begley would tell me that it's, apart from, we know it's 102 years old, but it's, in fact, much older. So it's in excellent condition, a fine tune off of it. So I look forward to it being here, maybe for a little more than 12 months, if we can. Exactly. Sean Halpin, thank you very much. You're welcome. You've been listening to News Extra on Scarborough Community Radio. Join us again next weekend, and we'll keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarif Bay Community Radio.